Welcome to Soaring with Eagles with your host, Crystal Richardson, a.k.a. Sergeant K. Each week, we hear from Crystal and her successful guests as they share their triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a full life complete with financial freedom laced with fun and fulfillment. Crystal takes a controversial and edgy approach to unveil interesting facts about millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, and how they have accomplished life success while giving back. Now, here is Crystal Richardson. Good morning, everyone. This is Crystal Richardson. Very extremely happy to be with you on the show again today. Uh, we're talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart because it's, it's, it's related to some things that I've actually gone through personally, related to anxiety and worry and uh, just trying to combat what is going on in my mind related to all of the different things that are going on in the world, going on in relationships. Uh, going on with other people um, as a Christian, uh, thinking about my own soul salvation and um, am I doing things right? Am I doing things wrong? Are there any, is there anything that I can do to be a better person? And so this also comes into play and we've talked about this a number of times related to social media, how that causes depression and anxiety and worry because people may or may not like something that you've posted or they have opinions about you. And, and back in the day, you know, I was born in 1964. Back in the day, you know, we didn't have all of this. And so you, you basically knew what people thought or, or didn't think based on if they called you back on like the regular phone, there was no cell phone. There really wasn't, you know, the, the laptops and things like that back then where you could be as connected as we are today. So what we want to discuss today is related to some things that we're actually doing in the Action Over Words boot camp, and you want to make sure that you sign up for that. You can go down on my page and get that information. And if you're someone that's in another country, you can also uh, contact me uh, via my Facebook, uh, or you could also email me at g3qara, <coughs> excuse me, at gmail.com. That's g3qara at gmail.com, and we can make sure that we get you into that boot camp. But today, we're talking about anxiety, we're talking about depression, we're talking about worry, and how that just robs us of, of who we actually are. And the way that I put it is that it robs us, robs us of our destiny. You know, why were we put here? Why are we on this earth? Who are we meant to affect? Who are we meant to impact? What were we supposed to do as far as leaving our legacy on this earth? And so as we go through the show today. Uh, if you have any comments that you would like to put in Facebook, or if you would like to message me, uh, there's a number of people that just prefer to, to message me privately as opposed to the public comments, and that's fine too. Uh, and then I've already given my email out for if there's any uh, global people that are not on my Facebook that would like to send a message, you can, you can do that too. But what is it that we can do to not have anxiety, worry, and depression rob us of our destiny? Okay, so the first thing I want to go over are some numbers, some numbers. And globally, there's like 170 or so thousand, or excuse me, 170 so million females that are suffering from some type of anxiety disorder, as well as about 105 men, million men that are also suffering. Now, these are ones that have been diagnosed. So you know that it's even bigger than that, bigger than the 270 some that that equals uh, because a lot of people just deal with it and they don't seek help. 
from the various people that are out there, psychologists, psychiatrists, life coaches, and, and things of that nature. And so because of this, there's, I'm sure, way more than the 270 billion or so, um, million or so that, that were listed uh, on some of these statistics, okay? And why is that? Why do we worry? Why do we have anxiety? Well, we're going to go over some of the whys. And if some of those resonate with you, that these are things that, that you're dealing with, as, as I know that some you know, were related to things that I've dealt with, then um, this is something that should be uh, something that you can go back and use as a tool over and over again, this particular show, as well as if you want to you know, work with me one-on-one -on -one from a coaching perspective for us to really dig deep into some of these issues so that we can understand what they are and eliminate them or evict them. As I, as I have here, that we need to evict those barriers because life was meant to be happy. Life was meant to be celebrated. Life is meant to be something where we are living our best life because we are free to do that. So what we want to do today is talk about some of the things that cause those issues and then how we can be freed of that. And it's not that it's going to be, you know, just a one-time uh, uh, one solution, because it's not. It's something that you have to put into your life on a daily basis. And, you know, we talk a lot about uh, habits, and I'm in several of the One Habit books, okay? A lot of this has to do with habits. It has to do with what we do related to gratitude and prayer and meditation and the things that can really get us going in the morning and, and help us to just lay our head down peacefully at night and be okay with the world and be okay with God. And so, what I want to do today, like I said, is list some of those things. And I have a little diagram. Uh, the one thing that, that we're going to talk about are what are some of the anxieties, but then how do we even recognize that we have anxiety? So some of the things that we have on here are related to if we uh, overthink. Okay, and this is uh, by ground luminosity.com had this really, really cool diagram. So I wanted to make sure that I shared it with you today. And so are we overthinking a lot of things that are going on in our lives? Are we overthinking? And some of it has to do with the fact that it can cause health issues. Are we having some issues with our stomach or issues with our head? Do we have chronic headaches? Do we have a number of things that are happening inside our body because of anxiety? Do we have panic attacks? Do we have panic attacks? Do we have memory, memory loss? Do we? So a number of these things are, are a result of having anxiety. And we all know that anxiety, stress, worry, a lot of people that have that, they end up having ulcers, they end up having heart attacks and strokes and things of that nature. And part of it also is related to our diet. And anxiety sometimes is caused from the fact that we are not taking care of ourselves physically. So I just wanted to go ahead and give a shout out to uh, a friend of mine, that is uh, Georgette that is doing a vegan uh, diet right now. It's not a vegan diet. Sorry, <laughs> you're doing a vegan lifestyle. And she's posting all the different things that she's doing because she said she's tired of having pain. She's tired of uh, a number of the things that are going on with her health wise. And so I just want to, to say that you know, these are things that can help us. And even drinking water, some of the studies talked about, you know, if we drink more water, if we exercise, if we 
release those chemicals that are in our bodies, then that helps us to evict some of that negativity and evict the things that are, are causing us to have the anxiety. And then we're able to lead a better life without the worry and anxiety. But it's not just that easy, you know, having a good diet and, and exercise. It, it's not just that. Uh, there's a number of things that we'll be going through today, but I just want to encourage you, uh, just like with her, is that uh, a lot of what happens to us, really, guys, has to do with our diet. Now, um, I myself, uh, I'm trying to be on the little vegan diet uh, with my or lifestyle with my husband. He's doing a little bit better than I am. He's actually doing a lot better than I am, but, but I'm on the path. I'm on the path. And uh, a lot of you know that I don't eat much meat anyway. I carry sugar snap peas in my purse and, and other vegetables and things like that. But uh, from time to time, I do want, you know, a ground turkey taco. Okay, I just do. Uh, but the thing is, is that some of that, just as I've discussed several weeks before, has an effect on our mind. What we put in our bodies, what we put in our mouth, what we put in our eyes, our ears, the different things that we listen to, we see, we taste, we eat has an effect on this right here, our mind. So as we go through some of these uh, topics today related to anxiety, we want to make sure that we're not just putting a Band-Aid on what's going on in our lives, okay? We want to make sure that we're actually looking deep and, and, and really analyzing what's going on and, and see how we can do some elimination and do some eviction, okay? So this particular study was one that uh, was from a stress lab, and they talked about the fact that a lot of people, male and female, it broke it down based on male and female percentages, but in this particular study, there was about 50% of the men and over 50% of the women had anxiety and stress and worry because of financial issues, financial issues. So is that you? Do you worry about money? Do you worry about, you know, where your next paycheck is going to come from? Or is it going to be enough to cover all of the bills that you have? Uh, is it enough for you to have what you need for your family or even to send your children to college and things of that nature? Do you have anxiety uh, related to money? Another one was related to personal health, okay? That was one of the next ones. So this was a Pareto chart, which goes from the highest issue down to the ones that were um, less of an issue for people. So we're talking about financial issues, personal health, family, a lot of people, and I know moms, dads too, okay? But family ranked higher for women than it did for men. It ranked higher for women than it did for men. And that's that whole maternal thing. And guys, I know, you know, you, you, you all are out there and you love your children too, but those babies came out of our bodies, okay? They came out of our bodies. And so, yeah, we worry about our children. Uh, we sometimes have anxiety or depression over different things that they may be going through that we just internalize all of that uh, for them and with them. And so uh, that was one of the next things. And, and again, on that one, I said that it was higher for females than it was for male. All right. Let's look at some other things. One of the next things was in, in regards to relationships. Now, relationships, men and women kind of mirrored each other's related to the statistics on that because uh, we all have various types of relationships, right? So we have where there's a relationship with our parents. That's the very, very first relationship that we have, our parents or our guardians. And then we also have 
relationships with our classmates, our schoolmates, the different people that we grew up with. And then the boyfriend, girlfriend thing and fiancés and then being married and then people that are divorced. Uh, we have relationships with the people at the grocery store and, and at the gas station used to when we had gas station attendants. And also uh, our pastors or, or professors, teachers. There's all of these different kinds of relationships. And so trying to manage all of that trying to make sure that you don't step on this person's toes or make this person angry or what is it that this person likes that I can do something for them to, to brighten their day or how do I mend uh, this relationship because I said something that uh, offended them or wow, I didn't say anything that offended them. Let's look at the other side of that. Like every time that I smile at this person, they're just really excited. It could even be a child or every time I have a conversation with them, no one ever talks to them. And I'm one of the main persons that that does. And so that really brightens their day. So I can either continue to do that and because I really care about them or, you know, a lot of times we just do things because we want to make other people happy. We want to have where people are pleased with us. And part of that then goes into anxiety when things don't work out because there is the fear of, of acceptance or, or not being accepted, the fear of rejection. And so all of these things are going on in our minds related to relationships. And that is another thing that causes anxiety. And especially today, because with social media, you can write something or type something that somebody can just disagree with. And then there's this whole big exchange back and forth uh, between people. I've seen uh, people actually break up with someone on social media as opposed to telling them face to face. Uh, we've also had where uh, there's uh, relationships related to uh, us and maybe if we are already in a relationship with a person who is trying to help us like, like a life coach. And so all of these interactions require what? What do all of these interactions require? They require communication. So that's verbal and written communication is one of the things that they require. And they require a certain level of confidence, right? For us to able to build our confidence when we're interacting with these various people. And you know, as well as I know, that there's some people that you just, you know, hit it off with and you can just talk about anything with. And then there's other people that you have to be able to pick your words. And you may be less confident in having a conversation with them as you may be with, with other people. And then the other thing that this causes us to have to do is to exhibit our creativity, right? Because if something is giving us anxiety, we have to come up with a solution. If we don't come up with a solution, that means that we're... Um, basically maybe withdrawing from, from society. We're sitting in the bed. We're not doing anything. We're not going out. Uh, we may have to see a psychologist, psychiatrist, or, or some kind of coach to be able to pull us out of that hole in that dark place that maybe we went into. But if we don't do that, and if we do what would be a positive thing to do, we have to exhibit our creativity. Okay, so then you would think, you'd be like, now what can I do to make this situation better? And sometimes when you think about that, you don't necessarily think of one thing. You might think of two or three different options and things that can help to get us out of that particular situation. So when we talk about, you know, what are the ways that we can com combat anxiety, depression, and worry, we're going to talk about what some of those creative things are, okay? And as we do that, you are guaranteed to have clarity in your life, clarity uh, related to 
how to handle situations going forward. You'll have clarity enough that you can even do more related to increasing your cash flow. Okay, so the main things that we're talking about related to anxiety, worry, and depression are all of these C's that I just mentioned. Looking at your confidence, looking at your communication, and your creativity so that you can then have more clarity and increase your cash flow. Now, this doesn't mean that you are about to go out and start your own business. It may be that that's something that you want to do. But when you have clarity of purpose and when you have this confidence and you're able to communicate even on your current job, your boss is guaranteed to notice that there is something different about what's going on up here with you. And then he may give you a promotion, he may give you a raise, may give you more responsibilities that maybe doesn't come with extra money right away, but then it, it does later, it, it may pay off. And so all of these things, we're wrapping together to be able to help you utilize these tools to be able to see that you can have a better life. You can have where you're not working, walking around uh, worried and, and with all this anxiety on you all the time. Okay, I want to just go through a few more of these that were on this list, and then we'll get into uh, the next portion of the show. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe the mind can achieve. Join us in Arizona on March 5th, 6th, and 7th for the Weekend of Wealth taught by the Think and Grow Rich Institute president himself and representatives of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. The book Think and Grow Rich was written by Napoleon Hill years ago and remains the go-to book and a continued bestseller for self-help all over the world. Why? Because it works. Over 100 million people have experienced the transforming power of Napoleon Hill's teachings. Now you can too. The Think and Grow Rich Institute Weekend of Wealth is the next step for those who want to truly transform their lives forever. That's www.thinkandgrowricheventbrite.com. www.thinkandgrowricheventbrite.com. Find the three-day workshop in Phoenix, Arizona. There's amazing discounts along with a free youth wealth forum for the children of all attendees. Now that's a good deal. Join us for the Weekend of Wealth and experience Arizona's beautiful hiking trails, shopping, golf, and much more. That's www.thinkandgrowricheventbrite.com. www.thinkandgrowricheventbrite.com. Find the three-day workshop in Phoenix, Arizona. Register today and change your life forever. Want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, a.k.a. community and corporate partners in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the homeless and needy families. Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon, mentor a youth, or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. 
So a lot of people have anxiety related to the economy and where this world is going and, and who's president and what, what are they doing and what wars are about to break out and what's going on uh, at the border, what's going on with all of the different diseases and, and all of the different uh, political things that are going on and the people that are overseas that are serving and uh, crime, whether it's local or just in the world in general. That causes anxiety for a lot of people. It really does. And so some people have withdrawn themselves where they just don't even watch the news. They don't talk to anyone about anything uh, related to politics or religion or wars or anything that may be going on. I guess if there's something that's big enough where uh, that they would maybe seek out someone to get some information so that they're not the only one left in their house and everybody else is in a bunker someplace, you know, trying to, to hide from what is about to happen. But there's a lot of people that just cut it out of their minds. They just cut it out. They don't watch anything related to the news because there's so much quote unquote negativity that, that's going on. But this is the world that we live in. And yeah, I, I am one too. I cannot say that this is just, you know, I'm not pointing a finger at anyone. My husband knows for a fact, depending on what it is that may be on the news, you know, I'll end up uh, having some conversations with him and then uh, I'll go into prayer about it and then I'll be crying about whatever it is and just, you know, asking God to just make a way, you know. So, so there are uh, times that, that I fall into that as well, but I'm combating it by expressing uh, myself and expressing uh, my desires uh, to God. And so whatever it is that you may do to have that release, we're going to be talking about some other releases, but that's just one thing that I do. All right. Other people may have anxiety related to um, studying and things related to school. They really want to better themselves, but they have anxiety about it and worry about it because of the fear of failure or, or the fact that there's going to be so much work that they have to do. And so if that's you, where you're just so overwhelmed before you even dig down into what has to be done, then that's something that we need to talk about. Because how many things is it, you know, uh, how many things are there out there that you've done that you didn't think that you could do, but then you did it. And then when you're on the other side of it, you found out that it was easier to do than what you thought initially. That happens all the time to people. It happens to me all the time, too where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just going to be so hard. And then after I did, I'm like, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't even that hard, you know, because we just make things into such big monsters that it's going to be just so, so difficult. And then we just shy away from it and then don't do it. And then we have the woulda, shoulda, coulda. And so I don't want that to be you. I don't want that to be me. I'm still working on things in my life, on different things that I'm making out to be huge where I know I need to kind of just, you know, bring that down and have where I just go ahead and try. And that has been my life over the last several years. I've done a number of things that I never thought I would be able, not that I didn't think I'd be able to do, but things that I just hadn't put my mind to. Okay. And so even related to this show, being able to interview uh, so many awesome, amazing people from, you know, the, the mom next door uh, to millionaires and billionaires and people who are really making changes uh, in the world. There's so many people, like I said, the, the mom next door and other business owners that are small business owners or even people who are not owning businesses but have really, really great philosophies that I've had on my show. Awesome. Awesome impact. Okay, as well as, like I said, you know, those who are in the millionaire, billionaire um, 
club, I guess you would say. And so being able to do that and then even having, based on meeting these people, next week I'll be doing some interviews after the Oscars at the, at the City Summit. And so this is just awesome that I'll be able to meet even more people and have this exchange and just do something that's just, you know, really pretty cool to be able to go, go and do that. And so I'm really, really excited about that. And that was not something that I never thought I'd be able to do. It's just not something that I put my mind to. But when you get rid of worry, when you get rid of anxiety, when you get rid of having this depression mentality, then it makes it easier for you to be able to receive in all of the things that were just sitting there waiting for you. There's opportunities waiting for you. There's massive, huge impact that's waiting for you. There's positivity waiting for you. There's blessings waiting for you. But when you're covered in all of this negativity, nothing can get in. Nothing can permeate that wall. And that was one of the things that I put on my post uh, a little while ago about the fact that I, despite all of the things that I've done in my life, had been smothered, smothered by a number of the fears and anxieties that came with being bullied as, as a child. And so when you are able to go back and figure out what happened, the possibilities are endless. And your momentum, it really can be monumental because you can just then take off, you can soar like eagles, okay? You can soar, you can soar. Your impact can be huge. Other people can be blessed by you. Other people can be transformed by you just sharing your story, okay? And I had to get to a point in my life and it just started happening on this, this journey that I've been on for the last five years and these last several years and even this last year has just been where there's been even more happening for me uh, and in me and through me. I'm able to live more purposefully because you have to go back and analyze that so that you can move forward. Some people are like, oh, I don't have to know that. I can just move forward. Yeah, you can say that, but you can only maybe, in my opinion, only go so far until you just go back and really understand that thing, then you can even use that as part of your story, okay? You can use that as a part of the thing that people are able to connect to because maybe there was somebody else that was bullied. Maybe there's somebody else that experienced racism and, and sexism and things like that that, that I've uh, experienced. Maybe there's other people that were a part of what was called, you know, the Me Too movement where there were, were sexual things that, that happened or were about to happen or were suggested to happen with you. Again, the same as with me. And so, you know, you can't get bogged down with that, where that is your main focus. And part of what was going on with me is that that was a part of my main focus. I was blocking out a lot of the positivity and only focusing on the negativity. And one thing happened to me at a job, and I want to go ahead and share that story with you uh, today where um, I was at a job, I'm, I was a manager um, at this particular company, and I had an office <laughs> in the main hallway of the company, and it was an office where the door, you know, closed, I'd have to open it up with the key to go to my office every day. So I got in one morning, and I opened my door, and there was a note on the floor, so that meant that someone had slid a note under the door. So I opened the note. And there's all this like um, very interesting flowery uh, language 
related to someone who I guess was my secret admirer. Okay. And I was like, okay, it's just one note. I came in two, three days later, there was another note. And then it started getting into some explanations of some things that end up being sexual that they wanted to do to me. Okay. And so I took the note to our HR human resources department. And so they said that it was only the second note. And so, you know, hopefully it'll be okay. I started to get more and more notes under my door and what they ended up having to do was uh, some surveillance in order to understand what was going on. And based on that surveillance, they were able to pinpoint who it was, and then we were able to deal with the situation. So I'm saying all that to say that that did cause me some worry and some anxiety, not depression, but it did call me, cause me some worry and some anxiety, okay? Because, you know, here's this person out here saying all these things, and it was something that I had to deal with, you know, when I walk to my car, when I walk to the restroom, when I do whatever it is that I do, is that person going to be there? Is something else going to happen? But I, I thank God that nothing else did happen. But those kind of things are things that, you know, sit in the back of your mind that make you sometimes think about the fact that anxiety and worry are, are real. And that was just like a, a short event, thank God, that, that it, it was uh, resolved within a, a number of weeks or a number of months. But some people have different things that happen to them that go on and on and on in their lives. And then you can experience the health effects of that that can cause you an issue. So what we want to go over is related to, you know, this is related to adults and it's also related to children. And so I'll just go ahead and just say uh, right here for the radio station that we'll just take a quick break. And when we get back, we will talk about the difference between being shy and having social anxiety. We will talk about some of the specifics of the statistics related to our children as well as adults uh, related to worry, anxiety, and depression. We'll be right back. All right, so with that being said, I wanted to just thank you all for being a part of my show today. And all of the different things that I'm talking about are not just dealing with adults. It's dealing with children too. This particular study um, is related to anxiety acceptance. And it is one that says that there's an estimated percentage of 32% of adolescents in the United States that have some kind of anxiety disorder. And then there's about 80% of children that are also going through this that are undiagnosed. And part of what's going on now, those numbers have drastically changed since when I was younger, because like I said, all of what's going on with social media. And so some people may say, oh, well, he's just shy or she's just shy. Um, but part of it is actually that they have social anxiety. And the same with adults. There's some adults that say, well, I'm just introverted. But is it really that you're introverted or do you have anxiety related to all the different things that you see, you know, everybody presenting a lot of times their best life on social media, and then it causes you anxiety because of what you see and here, other people are, are doing and experiencing, okay? So we want to make sure you don't have the comparison syndrome. So one of the tools that I'm, I'm going to talk about right now is related to the comparison syndrome. A lot of anxiety, worry, and depression happens because we're comparing ourselves with other people. 
we have our own journey. We have our own people we're supposed to impact. We have our own uniqueness. God made us uh, this way on purpose. Okay. He's allowed us to go through what we've gone through, even related to anxiety and depression, so that we can use those stories to help someone else. So as far as something, sometimes I go through different things where I'm saying that you need to, you know, gradually decrease those particular things <laughs> so that you can gradually increase something else on this. I'm saying just totally flat out get rid of comparison syndrome because everyone has their own journey. Okay. And everyone has been through their own story, their own things that have gone on in their life for them to get to where they are now. Yeah. It's true that sometimes some people have where they've made it to certain levels or done certain things easier than other people, but you don't even know. You don't know people's backstory. You really don't. And even if you do, even if it's like, oh, everything always comes to them. Well, it might have to do with some of those C's that I talked about earlier, okay? It may have to do with their level of confidence. It may have to do the fact with the fact that they're always smiling and always happy no matter what happens in their life, maybe like 99% of the time. It may also have to do with their communication uh, capability. Those who are able to communicate, and some of them are called salesmen, <laughs> like used car salesmen, they used to say, you know, they can talk you into buying a car that only has one wheel and one doorknob and no windshield and, and paying the highest price because they made you think that it was like the best car in the world. So I'm not talking about those people and that kind of communication, but I am talking about the fact that people who are able to communicate normally have higher confidence and people who are able to communicate, not just verbally, but in written form and in, in, in other forms, a lot of times have higher confidence, which means that they have less anxiety about certain things. So it's something that you want to not compare yourself with other people. There's other people that can communicate better than me. There's other people that can do a lot of things better than me. But what does that even mean? I'm doing it to the best of my ability, and I'm affecting who I was put here to affect, and my impact in this world will be related to what I was supposed to, to do based on my journey. Okay, so what we need to do is just squash that, Squash the comparison syndrome. Squash it. Squash it and then put in place the celebration effect. Don't compare yourself. But when someone else says something that they're going through or something that they did, celebrate them. Celebrate them. Tell them that you're happy for them. Say that it's amazing, whether it's a child or an adult. You know, in order for us to lift up our children so that they don't have these anxieties and worries as well, Help them with their communication. Help them with their confidence. Help them to, to smile every day, which means that you need to be smiling. Help them to wake up with gratitude and go to bed with gratitude and prayer so that they can see that and you can involve them in it. I did a survey on a recent uh, women's post and asked how many women actually had their children work on vision boards ever before in life. And so there were some that were like, oh, that's a great idea. I never thought about doing it with my child. You know, I was doing it based on my business and other things that were uh, going on in my life, but that's a great idea. And then there were other women that said, yeah, I've always uh, done that with our, our children. We started when they were five and seven, and they've always have a, had a vision board for every year, and we go back to it often. And there are, you know, some parents out there that have really helped their children to be more confident and have better communication and visualization related to their future just from doing something like a vision board. 
So if that's not something that you've done before, uh, you can look it up and you can contact me, like I said, to get more information about it. Uh, we did have one event. We're probably going to be having another one this coming quarter uh, for new people, as well as to check on maybe some of the people who did their boards and, and, and see where they are uh, based on the tactics that we gave them to be able to reach the goals that they put on their vision board. So part of it, a part of anxiety is that people go past the 90-day limit. What are you talking about, Crystal? People go past the 90-day limit. Well, I remember when I was younger, I used to have like all these different lists and I still have a lot of lists, all these different lists, all the plans. And uh, some of them were related to, you know, what I was going to do when I grew up and uh, I was going to um, have where I did all of these things related to my life and business and music and dance and a whole bunch of things that, that, that came up. And so some of that may have been that it caused anxiety because I had too many things on my plate, too many things on my plate. And so when I say the 90 day effect is that we need to just maybe hold ourselves to, you know, what are we doing today? What are we doing this week, next week, up to 30, 60, 90 days and have an overall vision of how you want your life to be. But don't bank all of your, your, your thoughts and your energy on that because it really can just drain you. It can really drain you because you're thinking about that as opposed to what is right here in front of you of the things that you need to get done today. Okay. So the 90 day effect is one where it is better for us to be specific about what our goals are from a short-term perspective, have an overall vision for our life, but only really do plans and put thoughts around what's going on in this coming week, this coming month, and the next several months up to maybe that 90-day effect, the, the three-month time frame. okay? So that is something that can help us to decrease our depression, our worry, and, and our anxiety, because when we take it into uh, bite-sized chunks, then it's easier for us to be able to do what we need to do to focus on that and put those actions in place. If we're always looking out here, then there, there's just too much that needs to be done. And even in, in 90 days, quite frankly, depending on what it is that you want to accomplish in those 90 days, you could also have or you have anxiety and worry because you just put too much into those 90 days. So depending on who you are and depending on your stress level, depending on your ability to get things done, if you're very, very extremely motivated and you know that you're just going to like really just jump in it and, and get things done and, and you have that desire and you have that resilience to really maintain that steady pace, then maybe it's okay for you to have more things on your 90-day plan. But we all have life that happens, right? Especially right now, there's a lot of people that have the flu. There's all different kinds of sicknesses and viruses that are out there that are causing people to have to just kind of slow down a little bit. But what I'm saying to you is even take that into account. It's like, okay, I had where there was like maybe four or five things that I wanted to get done today. And I didn't get all those things done because I was sick and I had to be in the bed to just allow my body to rejuvenate and to get better. It's okay. You can move those things to the next day. But what am I saying related to anxiety, worry, and depression? All of the things that I just talked about were related to having a plan. Do you have a plan? Do you have a plan? 
plans help us to eliminate the worry, the anxiety, and the depression if we have a goal that we know that we're working toward. But did you hear what I said? We have a goal that we know that we're working toward. So if you're not working toward getting those things done, then that can also cause anxiety, worry, and depression. So having the plan is not the answer. Having the plan and working towards the plan and getting things done related to that is what can help you and motivate you to have these small wins. And uh, there's a person I'm working with right now, and I always say, depending on what it is we're working on, I'll say, oh, that's a win. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win. And we have so many wins in our lives. So many wins. We have some studies say 35,000, 80,000 thoughts per day, 80,000 things that we're thinking about. And even on this show right now, am I going to put my hand up or not? Am I going to look in the camera? Am I going to look down? Uh, how was I going to wear my hair today? This one little piece of hair that may be out of, uh, it wasn't out of focus. <laughs> Maybe, you know, not where it's supposed to be. It's out of place. Out of place is what I was trying to say. Um, there's so many different things that we have that we think about. Okay, and a lot of it I talked about before has to do with food and then also has to do with the, the relation, relational part, our relationships. But with all these different choices that we're making, surely we could use some of that energy, just use some of that energy to be where we put it towards our plans, our plans. And going days, going weeks without even looking at your plan. If you have a vision board, going days and weeks without even looking at the vision board to know what it is you're supposed to be working toward, that causes complacency. It causes stagnation. It causes you to say, oh, yeah, I really want to do that. Now it's like the end of the year and I didn't even do that. Well, maybe I'll do it next year. And so it's the, the wake up, exist, and go to sleep uh, mentality that I call it. You wake up, you exist, and you go to sleep. Wake up, exist, and go to sleep. You're not working necessarily toward anything. And some people, that's life for them, and they're fine with that because that doesn't cause them stress. Just getting up, just going through their same old, same old routine is, is good for them. And if that's you, then that's fine. And that this particular part does not apply to you. But if you have goals and dreams and ambitions and things that you want to get done in your life, and then you know that there's something greater, something more inside of you, and you have a yearning to actually uh, get out there and make a, a bigger splash, a bigger impact in the world, then, then I am talking to you. Having a plan is crucial. Having a plan is crucial. And even in corporate America, it's something that the industry and some of the standards are going more and more and more into the fact that there needs to be more planning, more planning because failure to plan causes so many issues, causes so many issues. I, uh, sometimes my husband and I were, were um, trying to get ready in the morning and he makes sure he tries to make sure that night that he has his keys where they're supposed to be his ID his wallet and everything but sometimes it's not where it's supposed to be and then it's just a little bit of anxiety in the morning to try to uh, find whatever it is if it's not in the place that it's supposed to be and people do that all the time and talk about how they couldn't find their keys and that's why they were late for whatever it is so failure to plan causes a lot of issues and it can cause anxiety 
It can cause you to worry. It can cause you even to be late and maybe even lose your job because you have failed to plan. So whether that is a job that, that you know, you're having to clock in or if it's a job where you have clients, you need to make sure that you have a good plan in place. Have a good plan in place. And when you do that, then it causes you to not have to have uh, the anxiety that we've talked about. Now, another thing that can help you with anxiety and worry is, is getting enough sleep. Okay, now I put another uh, survey question uh, on a site and everybody has different amount of time that they uh, sleep. And I'm one of those people. I don't necessarily sleep a lot at night. Uh, some days I do get seven, eight, nine hours and some days I may get three, four or five. And then I may need to take a nap during the day <clears throat> or in another couple of days. But getting enough sleep, depending on who you are and depending on what you're working on too, it's important for you to make sure that you get enough rest. Rest is very key. I rest when I need to rest and it's not necessarily on the same schedule as everyone else. And so you have to know what's, uh, what works for you and do what works for you. But also take advice from you know, medical professionals and you know, people from that perspective. But the main thing that you need to do is not get caught up on how someone else does rest and how someone else does their business or how someone else does their planning. Do what is best for you, but you have to maybe do some trial and error so that you can figure out what is best for you. Another thing that can help with anxiety and depression and worry is to have uh, where you do meditation and where you do uh, deep breathing exercises. You know, we need oxygen to our brains. We need oxygen to our bodies. So uh, taking that deep breath and taking a number of them. Mm, taking that deep breath can just really, really help you to, to clear out things that need to be cleared out. And what I like to do is to tell people to write things down. So whether you write them on a physical piece of paper, which is what I recommend, or whether you um, think about like bubbles over your head, where there's these various things that you know you need to focus on so that you can eliminate and evict it, then that is a very, very good strategy for you to be able to clear out your mind and release some of that anxiety. I suggest that you write it down. I even suggest that you write it down and you say it out loud. For instance, something that may cause anxiety is that maybe you, you overeat. It's like, I will make sure that I make good food choices today. So you're putting it in the form of the positive of what it is that you're going to do that is positive. The other way to put it related to the anxiety is, is, is I overeat, okay? I overeat as opposed to I'm going to make better food choices today so that I don't overeat. So think about how you're thinking about these things and see if you can even go through that and, and, and take this challenge. I wanna challenge you to think about something that you're worried about and have anxiety about and now, Put it in the form of positive verbiage and focus your mind with the deep breathing on how you're going to manifest that, how you're going to make that happen. What plans are you going to put in place to make that thing happen? And the one that I gave was related to, to overeating. Uh, another one might be that you have anxiety because of procrastination. 
how many procrastinators do I have out there? Okay. There's a lot of people, including myself on some things that, you know, it's something that I know that I can get done really quickly. And so I may procrastinate or it's something that I just maybe really, really, really don't want to do. And I may procrastinate. Uh, I do a lot of traveling. Um, and a lot of times when I travel, most times, even if I go overseas for two, three, four, five, six days, I'll only take my computer bag and a backpack, some kind of thing that I can carry on the plane. I've had my luggage lost a number of times, even with an overseas trip that I had to, to Turkey. And it just wasn't good going through, you know, the store, the underwear bin with my coworkers trying to find which underwear I was going to buy. We were all trying to buy stuff because they lost our luggage, but not just because of that underwear story, but uh, I just don't check luggage most times. If, if I don't have to, if there's not something big or something that I have to, to take that won't fit in my backpack, guaranteed I am not going to uh, check my luggage. So I do procrastinate sometime when it comes to packing because I know how to pack and I'm not going to be packing that much. And I know how to roll my stuff up so that it gets really small so I can fit everything in my bag and I can go. Now, have I forgotten things at home from time to time? Yes, but it has been very, very minimal because this is something I do all the time. So I wouldn't call that procrastination necessarily other than being confident in knowing how to do that particular thing, which is, is packed to go on a trip. But if, you, if that is you, if you procrastinate and then it causes you anxiety, then it may be something that you want to take a look at how you can not do that. So rather than saying that I'm a procrastinator, which is the negative of it, say that I will do what is needed to use my time more wisely. Okay, so those are the same things. I'm a procrastinator. Or you say, I'm going to do what I need to do to use my time more wisely. So there's various ways that you can combat that. And so now you can focus on wise time management and have where you write that down, say it to yourself, and then go and do it. So the thing is, I'm saying, you know, think about what it is that you have as the negative thing that's causing you anxiety, change it into a positive, write it, say it, and then do it. Part of the doing is where you would go back and have some kind of monitoring, have some kind of monitoring or some kind of measuring. How are you going to measure that you're really, really doing that thing that you said? And based on that thing that you said, are you implementing this all throughout your day? Are you just working on one thing that you are not going to procrastinate on going forward? Or is it you're making it a total lifestyle change? Now, again, some things, if you want to make a total lifestyle change, some people just, you know, quit smoking cold turkey or they quit some something cold turkey and then it, it causes them to have the, the shakes and the jitters and the, the tremors. But some people, you can quit cold turkey and just never go back. You have to know your body and know what you are and who you are and which would be best for you. But for procrastination, it may be that you write out the different things that you have to do so that you have that plan. And then you don't even have to procrastinate because you have it where you can put it on a schedule. If you know that you're going on a, on a trip to visit your family or business trip or whatever, and it's going to be in six weeks, some people lay out their suitcase and they're packing for the whole six weeks leading all, all the way up to that. And then everything's done, packed, it's zipped up and it's closed two weeks ahead of time. That is not me. But if that's what you need in order to make sure that you have everything, then that's a good thing. Everybody has different methods. Everybody has different methods. 
The thing is, is that you don't give yourself anxiety because of the comparison method, okay? The comparison syndrome. Even in the packing example, if you're like, oh my gosh, she already has all her stuff packed already. And then you give yourself anxiety over that. And it could be that, you know, you already know exactly what you're going to take and you know that you have everything and then you can just put it in your suitcase the week before. That's just a, a simple example. But if you were to compare yourself to that other person and get all wrapped up in what they did, it may be that you get some good tips out of that and you can use that as a positive. But if you're looking at that as something just to cause you stress and anxiety, and then that's probably not a good thing to do. Um, another thing that you can do to relieve anxiety is, is walk. Now, it's not related to necessarily exercise. It's just being able to get out, get fresh air, get your body moving, get your juices flowing in your body, and having where you can have a, a thought process that happens. Now, some people may listen to music uh, while they walk. Some people may go over their plans and their checklists while they walk. Some people may just uh, have where they uh, recognize nature. And I suggest that is that when you're on a walk, whether it's inside a building or anything, just take time to notice the beauty of it. Take time to notice the beauty. And it could be that it's the beauty of the trees or a child playing or a dog, or even if you're walking inside somewhere, the beauty of the architecture. Take that time to just recognize that, to get your mind off of the situation for just a moment so that you can then come back re refreshed and rejuvenated. It really works. And even with the 90-day planning that I was mentioning, another thing that you can do is have where you go hard. They say go hard or go home. You go hard on all of what you're doing in your life in 90-day stints. Go hard for 90 days and then take a break. Take a, a one, two, three, four-day trip or vacation or just some time off to rejuvenate yourself. And then go hard for it again. Like if they're, depending on what you're working on, it could cause you to have to, you know, every day, every night, you're, you're just working on whatever this thing is. And taking it in 90-day stints and then giving yourselves a break is something that helps with anxiety. Now, as far as the walking and the listening to music, the one thing that I recommend or, or that I do, you can do whatever you want, is I don't necessarily listen to songs that have music. I like to listen to jazz. I even like to listen to just white noise or, or, or sounds. I mentioned on one of the shows that I just listen to a windstorm. And for whatever reason, and I've never, ever done that before. I never heard anybody say anything about it. But it really, really helped me to, to clear my mind when I listened to this windstorm. All the wind was going through the trees. And it just was what I needed at that time. So I might be starting like a whole windstorm uh, group. <laughs> I don't even know. But it was something that helped me at that particular time. So just find different things that helps you, that, that can help release your anxiety. But I do really encourage you to, to do the breathing, to do the meditation, to do the prayer, to do things that kind of cal it calms you. And even if you do this with your hands to just, to just breathe out and just make your hands go out where you're just releasing everything. And what I do is when I'm thinking about certain things, I grab that thing in my mind and I release it. I grab whatever it is and I release it. I grab that thought about uh, the negativity that a person was trying to project on me and I release it. So being able to have all of these, these different methods and I'm really into you know, the whole motion aspect of it, all of these things can help you to make sure that you're doing what you need to do to focus. And a part of anxiety too is a lot of times it's just because we're not focused. 
we're not focused. So when we're not focused, then our mind is just all over the place and our feelings are all over the place. And what happens? It causes us to not have any thought about getting this one thing done and then moving on because we're thinking about so many things at, at one time. So how do we combat anxiety, worry, and depression that, that's robbing us of our destiny? We need to focus. We need to plan. We need to have where we do some kind of breathing and meditation and prayer. We need to have where we really don't care what people think about us. We do what we do because it is how we were made. It is our uniqueness. And we're going to live our lives for ourselves. Another thing is the comparison syndrome. Don't have the comparison syndrome to the point that it damages you. So there's a lot more that I had that I wanted to talk about in the show today. And we may have to do another show based on this. And I may even have where I have you call in related to some of these things. But I appreciate you being a part of our show today. And I hope that there were at least a few nuggets that helped you to not be robbed of your destiny because of anxiety and depression. Thank you for joining us. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous day. Thank you. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe the mind can achieve. Join us in Arizona on March 5th, 6th, and 7th for the Weekend of Wealth taught by the Think and Grow Rich Institute president himself and representatives of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. The book Think and Grow Rich was written by Napoleon Hill years ago and remains the go-to book and a continued bestseller for self-help all over the world. Why? Because it works. Over 100 million people have experienced the transforming power of Napoleon Hill's teachings. Now you can too. The Think and Grow Rich Institute Weekend of Wealth is the next step for those who want to truly transform their lives forever. That's www.thinkandgrowricheventbrite.com. www.thinkandgrowricheventbrite.com. Find the three-day workshop in Phoenix, Arizona. There's amazing discounts along with a free youth wealth forum for the children of all attendees. Now that's a good deal. Join us for the Weekend of Wealth and experience Arizona's beautiful hiking trip trails, shopping, golf, and much more. That's www.thinkandgrowricheventbrite.com. www.thinkandgrowricheventbrite.com. Find the three-day workshop in Phoenix, Arizona. Register today and change your life forever. Thank you for tuning in to Soaring with Eagles. Please join Crystal Richardson again on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition. Let's soar together, give back to our communities, and change the world.